have one of those horns, you know, those, I bought it online on eBay. And every time the Vikings score, I blow that sucker through the neighborhood. They have no idea what it's coming from or why, but it's, uh, it's one of the local traditions. Good evening, everyone, and welcome back to another episode of Skull Stories. I'm your host, Mike Wabshaw, coming to you from TCO Studios at the TCO Performance Center in Egan. Excited to bring you tonight's episode because it features one of our dear friends and one of the most famous Vikings fans we know, actor Josh Dumel is going to join the show in a little bit. But first, let's catch you up on what's going on with your Minnesota Vikings. Everyone is in good spirits here at TCO Performance Center. That's two wins in a row for the Minnesota Vikings, both against NFC teams. Last week against the Philadelphia Eagles, and this week, of course, against the Arizona Cardinals, which brings the Vikings in conference record to 3-1-1. The Vikings hit the road this week for an AFC foe in New York. They play the Jets. More on that coming up. Now, going back to this Cardinals win, talk about a team victory all three phases playing well. The defense beginning to regain its form held the Cardinals to 0 for 10 on third down, 0 for 2 on fourth down. They had a goal line stand, four sacks, two takeaways. The offense added a new wrinkle, 195 rushing yards, including a career-high 155 from Latavius Murray. Zero rushing touchdowns going into the game, and they come out of it with two rushing touchdowns, one from Murray and one from Cousins. They got explosive, too, with five rushes of 20 yards or more. Dan Bailey, five for five on his kicks, PATs, and field goals. Only three Arizona drive starts beyond their own 25-yard line. Two punts inside the 20 for the Vikings special teams and only allowed 17 punt return yards. So a good game for your Minnesota Vikings. They are on a roll, and they're going to try to continue that roll this weekend against the Jets. As for tonight, it's Josh Dumel, and he's going to join Skull Stories. We had this conversation with Josh Dumel a couple of years ago, but it was so good, we want to replay it for you tonight. Here's our conversation from 2016 with Vikings fan Josh Dumel. Big-time Hollywood actor, but also big-time Vikings fan. You comfortable with that? I know you're comfortable with big-time Vikings fan, but you're a big-time actor, too. So oh, I'm, I'm comfortable with that. All right, let's go with this. Yeah. I'm, I'm working on my self-confidence, so I'll take that. This is, a, this is a fun treat for Vikings fans who get to watch all of your work. It was pretty intimidating, man, walking on this campus and you know seeing Bud Grant mm-hmm. in his office, going through boxes with all of his pheasants and deer and stuff all over. Yeah. And just, you know, meeting Coach Zimmer and everybody, you know, you know, for a guy, you know, on the outside coming into something like this is intimidating, but it was, mm-hmm. it was one of the highlights of my year. Yeah. And, and then to see them go on and, did, and do what they did last year was, I take a lot of credit for that. <laughs> okay, I take good. a lot of credit for that. I felt like yeah. I was the good luck germ. And I was sending a lot of good vibes from, from Southern California. Trust mm-hmm. me. I have one of those horns, you know, those, I bought it online on eBay. Mm-hmm. Like those blowhorns, sort a of mini like, gal a, horn. Like, like a miniature version of that. Mm-hmm. And every time the Vikings score, I blow that sucker through the neighborhood. Mm-hmm. Yep. They have no idea what it's coming from or why, but it's uh, it's 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 one of the little local traditions. Is it cool to rep the Vikings in Hollywood? Like, I, that's just not something you see a bunch. Like, you know, when you watch TMZ or go to your favorite sites open up your favorite magazines. You don't see a lot of stars repping Vikings. The only other guy that I know that, that loves the Vikes is Swartzen. Nick Swartzen mm-hmm. is a huge Vikings fan. I mean, he, I, I just saw him recently, and we were talking about it, and he'll text me back and forth about how pumped he is. 
And after the, the Seahawks lost last year, the playoff game, that he was at Barney's Beanery and had to go outside. And he said, I cried. I cried. <laughs> I believe I went outside him. and people were asking me what was wrong. And, and I couldn't, I couldn't speak. Yeah. <laughs> and and you, you obviously felt that you were in the building. I was there for the game. I was there. Uh, and the shuffling of the snow boots walking out of that stadium was just, yeah. it was just like a silence, but all you could hear was the shuffling of those snow boots. And it was, it was, it was shocking. But at the same time, I think that there was also this feeling that we're right there. Yeah. This team is right there. I mean, we, we won that game. We just didn't win. Uh, and so we, I, I really believe that this team with this coaching staff and this group of guys, from what I hear, all high character, really get along. Yeah. It's, it's what it takes to win championships. And I think that they're right there. This is very therapeutic. It doesn't feel like maybe Vikings of past where it was, it was, it, it didn't feel like a choke job to me. It just felt like, I mean, the, the conditions were, I mean, literally I had a beer in my, I had, I had like a giant parka with my snow cap and I had my, my Teddy Jersey pulled over the top of my parka. I looked like the incredible Hulk and in my pockets of my parka, I had my beers. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> with those, you know, those little hand warmer things you put it, you yeah. put it, you can hold on to, you yeah. stuff them in your boots and your gloves and they keep your hands warm. I had those stuffed in my pockets and I had my beer stuff inside that. And I still couldn't keep my beer from freezing. We had some cold games in, yeah. in 2015. It was fun though, man. I had, it's almost like a feather in your cap. If you can, you can say that you went to one of those games and you withstood that cold. Yeah. And you know, it was, it was another one of those moments that I won't forget. A lot of stories like that for Vikings fans, especially those um, from the early days of the franchise in the mm-hmm. 60s and 70s when they played at Met Stadium. You know, they have those stories, rugged, hardy mm-hmm. um, Midwesterners, Minnesotans right. who were Vikings fans and went to games like that. And Tough as nails, man. You are one of those Midwesterners because you're from Minot, North Dakota. Yeah, but I also moved to Southern California. So but it's in your blood, man. It is it's in, in your blood. DNA. It is. Now, growing up where you grew up. Tell us about that. When I was growing up, it was all about Vikings. It was it was Vikings, Vikings, everybody around, you know, North Dakota, Minnesota, South Dakota, everybody in this whole region mm-hmm. loves the Vikes. And I don't know if it was because I was trying to be a contrarian or what. I always followed the Vikes, but it was like they always they always pissed me off. Yeah. So I was like, ugh. And for whatever reason, I, I also cheered for the Cowboys. But then it was there was a shift that happened when I moved to California. Mm-hmm half a lifetime ago now. I mean, I was 22, then I'm 43 now. And that's when I really became a hardcore Vikes fan because it was my, almost my connection to home. Mm-hmm. Uh, I missed those games on Sunday afternoons that were on whether I wanted them to be on or not. Mm-hmm. Um, and I missed it. And I had, I'd have to go searching for them. And over the years, I've just become uh, really the most important thing in my world. Yeah. Well, you mentioned the move. That's pathetic, actually. Wait, not not my whole world. Before your move to sunny Southern California, mm-hmm. what what did you do? What were you into? What was your upbringing like? Where in North Dakota? Yeah. Oh man, I'm. I was. Oh, the my early years were. We lived out of town, about ten miles. So I was kind of in the country. I was kind of like a Huck Finn growing up. I mean, my earliest memories are me and my buddy Corey Ellingson catching frogs and turtles and salamanders yeah. and fish and we, it's all we did. Uh, we, we were out from morning until the sun went down, just out in the woods, catching stuff and just yep. 
being, you know, little country boys. Being a young lad. That's what they do. Yeah. yeah. Then it became more about sports. I played a lot of sports growing up. It was, it was baseball. It was football. It was basketball. It was track. And then, you know, ended up playing at Monet High and then going to Monet State University. I played football there for four years. And then uh, when I was 22, I moved to California. Yeah. You were a quarterback at Minot State. I was. I was. I have some video to prove it. I believe that. And then like, you know. When I'll show you only the, there's a couple highlights that I have. Other than that, I won't show you anything. I think back in 2011, you were, I mean, you know, you were doing your thing in Hollywood as an actor, but there was almost a strike or a lockout that year. You could have been a replacement player. Oh, God. Huh? You could have been slinging the rock around the yard. I still don't think I would have made the practice squad. Okay. Never mind. <laughs> I, I blame it on my coaching. <laughs> it wasn't me. It was the coaching. Yeah. No, actually. You know, the thing is, a lot of these guys, and this is why I love Carson Wentz so much, is this is a kid who uh, who came from, you know, he, he, he wasn't, it wasn't just all about football growing up. He played everything. He was a yeah. baseball player and a basketball player and track. And I think all that stuff, he was sort of the beneficiary of, of really good coaching coming, especially when he got to NDSU mm-hmm. uh, and it just has flourished. And I think he's going to go on to be really good. I don't know if we want to hear that as Vikings fans, but as a f- native North Dakotan, I like to see a kid out of North Dakota go, you know, second overall in the draft is unheard of. Nothing wrong with rooting for one of your own. That's right. That would have been cool, though, and maybe you're bitter about this, if the Rams would have taken him, given all the time you spend around L.A. Well, I was going to, you know, I'm friends with Rich Eisen. Yeah. And I called him and I said, did you see this trade that just happened? He goes, oh, my God, it looks like your boy's going to to, uh, the Rams. So then when they didn't take him, I was like, screw the Rams. I'm not even going to get season tickets anymore. (laughs) I'm like anti-Rams now. Yeah. Do you get into the draft? Do you love it? I do. Yeah. I'm a, just a football junkie, man. I just yeah. love the NFL. My man, Marty Fish. You know Marty? I know Marty. I know him. I know him a little bit. He's a big Vikings fan. Oh, yeah. He's okay. a huge fan, especially around draft time and on game days. I mean, I'm hearing from Marty Fish. Like, mm-hmm. like he thinks I've got, you know, Zimmer on speed dial, and I can tell him, you know, what he thinks. Like, <laughs> tell him to go for it on fourth. Yeah, like that's, you know, that's like, what yeah, I'm Yeah, okay, I'll Marty. just run down there and tell him. So I love that. And I remember in 2011... The Vikings opened the season at San Diego, and it was a Percy Harvin kickoff return for touchdown that mm-hmm. opened the game. PA is in the booth calling the play, and you can hear someone in the back just hooting and hollering and clap. It's Marty. And it was Marty? It's Marty Fish. <laughs> <laughs> That's him. That's Full great. Story. All right, we're going to continue our conversation with Josh Dumel after the break, but before we go... Join host Mike Musman along with Dalvin Cook at The Lookout in Maple Grove on Thursday at 5.30 p.m. for a live broadcast of Vikings Country. You could win some great prizes, including tickets in the Miller Lite Lounge at U.S. Bank Stadium. Visit vikings.com slash vikingscountry for more info and a full schedule. And to see something cool, make sure you go to the new Vikings Museum. It's a place for fans to experience the comprehensive history of the Minnesota Vikings. Through multiple interactive exhibits and hundreds of Vikings historical artifacts, this museum has something for every Vikings fan. To purchase tickets, visit vikings.com museum. And to hear more from Vikings fan Josh Dumel, stay tuned. Hey everyone, it's Skull Stories, and this is Wabi. Welcome back. We're going to continue our conversation with Josh Dumel in a minute, but first want to tell you about the TCO 5K. Experience what it is like to be a Minnesota Viking as you conquer the TCO Vikings 5K. Join us Saturday, October 20th 
as you and your friends finish on the 50-yard line at TCO Stadium. Space is limited. Register today at vikings.com slash 5K. One of our favorite episodes ever of Skull Stories was when we talked with Vikings fan Josh Dumel back in 2016. We're going to continue that conversation right now on Skull Stories. Do you ever find yourself like when you tell people where you're from, they're like, ooh, cold up there. And I'm just like, it's not always that cold. Like, are you defending are you defending North Dakota like a lot of people have to defend Minnesota in that way? Yeah. I mean, North Dakota you have to defend a little bit more than Minnesota because people just don't know much about North Dakota. They're like, is that in the US? That's Canada, right? <laughs> it's still a state. But what I yeah. always get, and this drives me crazy, is that I'll tell somebody where I'm from and they'll say five minutes later, so what's it like in North Carolina? I said, no, 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 North, North Dakota. Dakota right. And they'll be like, oh yeah, right, 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 South Dakota. I was like, no, North Dakota, North right. Dakota. It's like, it's, it's just a, it's a, yeah. it doesn't even register a lot of the time. Like so, literally flyover country. Yeah. In and minds. so, yeah. And, and it, part of me likes that because I like the fact that nobody knows about us and we're sort of, we're up there, you know, it's, it's enigma almost mm-hmm. and, and people don't know much about it. There's a curiosity. There's a more and more of a curiosity is things have happened over the years, whether it's oil or, you know, the NDSU football team mm-hmm. or, uh, you know, there's a lot of, there's a lot of cool things, but the state itself is beautiful. I mean, it's, it's, it's an amazing state. Yeah. Life as a Hollywood actor for you, what, what is it? Is it always busy, always running around? Do you have lots of downtime and chill time where you can enjoy the fruits of your labor? I know you've got a young one running around as well. What, what's life like for you every day? Well, uh, let's see. I am very busy raising a two and a half year old. I don't know. I, I feel like I just live a regular existence out there. Yeah. It's not like this. I wish I could tell you that it was more glamorous than it is, but uh, I'm hustling, really. Yeah. I'm hustling like I had to hustle when I first started in the business. You're always kind of looking for the next job and making sure that you're at this point, I'm really trying to make smart decisions about what I do and does it have something to say? Is it, is it provocative or controversial in some way? Is it, yeah. is it, you know, is it meaningful? I just don't want to do things just because it's work. I want to do it because I want to be really inspired by it really. Yeah. Did you ever question yourself when you decided to really pursue this, this career, this acting career? Um, did you question it? Did you get down on yourself ever? Did you almost quit? Well, when I decided to go for it, when I first moved to, from North Dakota, I was I moved I moved to Northern Cali first. I was up in a little town called Ronert Park, and then I moved to Sacramento, and then I was in San Francisco for a little bit, and then I moved to L.A. about four years later. And I hadn't really started. I'd, I think I, when I moved from North Dakota, I had an idea that I wanted to pursue it, that I wanted to. I was curious about it. But I was going to I was going to go to dental school. I got my degree at Minot State really? to, Biology to go to dental school, and that was what I told my mom. I'm going up there. I'm going to try to get in at USC or UCSF or wow. UOP, one of these schools that have good dental programs. But I think secretly I was like, I just want to see. You know, it's sort of sort of like I just was sticking my toes in the water to see what what it was like because it's a scary thing coming from North Dakota to do that. And now I really felt like when I decided not to go to dental school and pursue this. And I think you kind of have to have this mentality, especially in this business, is there's no, the, uh, failing is not an option. Yeah, I'm going to make it work no matter what. I'm going to beat the streets until I get it. So I started taking classes and I started like really studying it. Like I would study for any, anything, 
and and I worked at it like I did working training for sports my whole life. It was like really, and I still do. I still take class and I still do these workshops and. I have to, it's the only way to sustain in this business. A big trap, and I see it happen a lot, is these young guys come up and they have stardom super fast and they just skyrocket. But if you don't have that foundation underneath you and the understanding of the amount of work that it takes to get there and the appreciation for it, and I worked a lot of crappy jobs my whole life up until that point. I didn't start till I was like 26. So I still kind of have that blue collar mentality when it comes to acting and an appreciation for it. And I feel very blessed and, and, and very grateful for where I'm at. Although I feel like I have a long way to go. Yeah. You know, um, for football coaching staffs, um, like when, it, when a coach moves on from one team to the, to the next team, and I'll use Brad Childress as an example. When he, he came from the Philadelphia Eagles, where mm-hmm. he was the Andy Reid's offensive coordinator, yep. comes to the Vikings as a head coach. And, you know, you want not only – as a head coach, not only the best at what people do around you, but you want to feel comfortable with those around you. Like you're confident in those people. Mm -hmm. Um, So, you know, you bring a lot of people from the Eagles coaching staff with you. You Mm -hmm. might even sign two or three ex Philadelphia Eagles Mm -hmm. to your team. Does that happen in the film industry when you're working with uh, directors and producers and fellow actors where the synergy is as important as the ability? Oh my gosh, absolutely. A great example is Michael Bay is very loyal to his guys. Michael gets a a bad rap a lot of the times for being a hard ass and being a tyrant on the set and just screaming and yelling all the time. And there is some of that, but a little bit of it is tongue in cheek. Mm -hmm. And he sort of knows what his reputation is and plays into it a little bit and has fun with people and likes to, you know, it's like, but those guys who can take it and have fun and it's almost like a locker room. You got to have a thick skin and you got to know that the guy really loves you. He's just, you know, none yeah. of it's ever personal. He's just there to work. And he is talk talk about a general on the on the set. Yeah. He is an absolute control. Yeah. And to go back to my point, Zimmer, I think, is a great example of a guy who has come up slowly. It's been a slow burn to getting to where he is, and I think mm-hmm. he really appreciates it. The players respect him because they know that he he knows what he's talking about, and he appreciates this moment. And I think that he really appreciates this team. And I think that this is the team that took a shot at, for, on him finally. And and it's the kind of guy that I think that we need in this, this, this organization to really sustain. He feels like a Belichick to me. He feels like yeah. a Bud Grant in a way to me, like a guy who the players love to play for. Yeah. And he's earned that because of the time spent preparing for this moment. Yeah. Do you identify yourself as a, a fan of the new school of the 1998 Vikings, um, scoring a ton of points a game, throwing the ball deep down the field, or are you a defensive-minded Bud Grant, you know, purple people eaters type of fan? I'm definitely of the mindset that we are building this team the right way, or he's building. I'm not. <laughs> I say we as if I have anything to do with it, but uh, we do. You, we you do. Hey, you know what? For I, the last season's yeah, run, you, you know? know what? I'll take it. Uh, part of but, it, but. I do. I like the old school approach. I think these defenses win these, they, they win, especially they win late in the season. It's something that you can just fall back on. That's why this D, I feel like they've built this defense up that's going to be stout and it's yeah. going to be tough to score on. Yeah. And that's how you win it's consistently. Won't, won't it be fun to just be celebrating big victories late in the season? You're coming to U.S. Bank Stadium and the fans are loving it. Yeah, and we're yeah, going to the playoffs. When you're not at a game, like sometimes you'll meet us up on the road and watch a road game. You were in Denver last year. Yep. Or when you can't do that though, and you gotta, you have to be on set or you're traveling or whatever. How do you, 
how do you take in a game? Are you listening to PA? Are you watching the TV? What do you like to do? Well, it depends on where I'm at. This year is going to be tough at the beginning because I'm going to be in the UK. Yeah. And so I think somewhere out in the countryside of England, I don't even know where we're going to be yet. Okay. If we're in London, well, it, it's, it's not that hard to find games. It's not like here where you can go to any bar and the games are on. It's just not as easy to find. Yeah. So I'm going to be checking into your app a okay. lot. Good. All right. Love I'm it. probably going to be calling in or listening to PA on some device. So I'll figure it out. And maybe maybe that. I'll maybe I'll turn to you guys. You guys can help me figure out how to get tuned into it. If we can assist you in finding a way to slide into PA's DMs or text messages to fluster him, to egg him on, to create anxiety. You we, mean in, we the will middle, help you. in the middle of the broadcast? Whenever. We will help you with that. I don't know. He's pretty He's pretty laser focused in the middle of those games. He, he's, you can't rattle him. He No, you cannot, but he's at his best when you're trying to. Okay. okay. So we'll, okay, we'll good. That's good to that. know. <laughs> but the Vikings app is a great way to start. That's right. So we appreciate you, um, you checking that out. And if out. you guys haven't, anybody listening or watching right now, if you haven't seen their app, it is insane. It's the best in the league. What better endorsement it's true. do we have? It's true. It's just Josh the best. Dumel if you were gonna, our app. If you were going to rank, you know, which team is on the forefront. Keep going. If you're going to rank which team is on the forefront, which team is most state-of-the-art in yes, modern accessibility We're listening. to a team, yes. to feel like you're inside the organization and what's actually happening moment to moment, it's the Minnesota Vikings app. Our work here is done, everyone. We just did it. We just did it all. It's true. We got the job I'm speaking done. the truth. All right, man. You're a lot of fun to have around. Thanks for being a fan, and thanks for uh, taking some time spending it with us. We appreciate yeah, it. Yeah, my pleasure. Skull Vikes. That's going to do it for tonight's episode of Skull Stories. Our thanks to Josh Dumel for joining the conversation. Reminder, Vikings at Jets this Sunday, noon central time, is the boom. The pregame, hosted by Muss, will begin at 10 o'clock a.m. all across the Vikings radio network. Also want to remind you about X's and O's with Mike Zimmer, which airs every Wednesday, including this Wednesday, at this time slot, 6.30 p.m. In this week's episode of X's and O's with Mike Zimmer, voice of the Vikings Paul Allen will also sit down with Vikings offensive line coach Clancy Barone and talk about a group that is dealing with change but is getting better every single week. On behalf of everyone at the Vikings Radio Network and here at the Vikings Entertainment Network, we want to thank you for listening and joining tonight's episode of Skull Stories. On behalf of Skull Stories producer Nate Vaughn, this is Wabi signing off for now. Talk to you next week when we'll have another episode of Skull Stories. Yeah.